Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Rethinking Lost. This week, Elton and I take a look at The Lighthouse as we rethink that episode and give some spoiler-free thoughts about what might lie ahead for the remainder of the series. We've tweaked the format a little bit. We brought out a lot of really good ideas. We're really proud of this episode, so we hope you enjoy it. Thanks a lot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 28 of Rethinking Lost, where today we're rethinking The Lighthouse. I'm Scott Copperman, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Elton McManus. How are you doing, Elton? I'm doing fine. Doing very well, thank you. Good, good. So, once again, we're getting uh, getting to you having watched the episode, but not having really listened to any other podcasts or dug into anyone else's analysis so hopefully it'll all seem fresh and, and we won't make a fool of ourselves talking about something that other people have already refuted. Maybe we'll surprise you with uh, insight of our own. Maybe this week you and I were talking about changing the style a little bit here. So why don't we start out with just first impressions of the episode, first reactions. I I wasn't very impressed with the uh, the Jack and David stuff off-island. It seemed very, they made their point within the first 10 minutes of that happening. But I I loved all the Claire Littleton stuff. I thought that was brilliant. Dirty hobo Foxy Claire is wicked. <laughs> I thought it was okay. You know, you and I had talked last week about this off island stuff and how we're kind of wondering what's the point now. And that's one thing I did hear after our podcast. I was surprised how many other podcasts and blogs and stuff were saying the same thing. Like either go somewhere with it or pull the plug. We get the point. Yeah, And, you know, in the U.S., they run, before the episode, they run last week's episode with what we all call pop-ups, little informational things. Yeah. Let's see, last, this week they showed the substitute, and underneath they kind of went in and said, this is not a flash forward, this is not a flashback, this is what's called a flash sideways. It's intended to show what life for the castaways or survivors or oceanic, whatever, might have been like if the plane had landed. Okay. And so that's that was the only qualifier. Now I know that doesn't come from the lost producers, but even uh, my wife Marianne was saying, like, what, "What? I don't understand." What's, when we saw there was a, a kid for Jack and a couple other things, she said, "This is this isn't just the plane landing. This is something else going on in the lighthouse." And I said, "I I personally think we're seeing not only what if the plane had landed, but what if the influence of the island, whether it's." It's easy to call it Jacob's influence because we've seen Jacob be involved yeah. and Man in Black has said he he's accused him of being a manipulator. And it seems to be, you know, if you didn't have the hand of Jacob on you, <laughs> yeah, this might be what would have happened. We still don't know uh, if Sawyer would have gone a different route, but all signs seem to point that he's not going to be the con man he was. And Yeah, so if everything from the island existence had been stripped away from their lives, then this is what we'd be seeing. Yeah, well, I'll stick more to Jacob, and I'm going to say that that's why they're not dropping this, this flash sideways, because I think in the end, having seen this will be the justification if they turn around and say Jacob wasn't such a good guy after all. Okay. And I'm not saying that He's the bad guy in Men in Black is good. But by showing us life without Jacob's influence and coming up later and saying, well, that's what that's the big difference here is Jacob never came to them. Yeah. Then they can turn around and say, Jacob's not a good guy. He's 
he's neutral or he's evil or or whatever it may be. That to me, that's the last purpose for these flash sideways. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that. I'm I'm very happy to run with them at the moment. I I really enjoyed the Locke episode, seeing him off island. Uh, I'm not too impressed with Hurley off island at the moment. Jack's son, the actor, I thought he was brilliant. He he was he actually looks like him as well. Normally, yeah. when I go into a movie or into a TV show, I find it very hard to go. Oh yeah, that's his son. I I'm always departed from it and thinking, oh, that actor looks like he could be his son, and I'm always drawn out of it. But this time, I was wow, that's really spot on. Yeah, I thought he played a shepherd very well. Yeah, and you could see in him how he Jack might have been that same way when he was younger. So yeah, I, I agree. But the, the the whole theme of daddy issues is there as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that that's a constant, separate from. Um, any influence of of the island or or whatever has been removed here? Mm. I, they're interesting. I just I feel like we're we're under the clock here, and it's it's not time well spent at this point. And and honestly, of all of the stories, the most intriguing to me from the LAX episode was uh, Sun and Jin. <laughs> That's the one that was the most of a cliffhanger to me as we left the airport. And that's the one we've gotten nothing about. Yeah, we. I I tend to find out a, a lot of things after we re, uh, re, we recorded our podcast. Uh, like uh, Sun and Jin weren't apparently married. She was called Paik at the airport, wasn't she? Yeah, uh, didn't seem have a ring. Yeah, no, no ring, and they seemed very shady together as well, as if like they were employees or. Well, he was escorting together. her, but not yeah. his her husband. Yes. Yeah. Well, I had I had a thought. I guess it hit me during the rewatch of The Substitute, and I, you know, I was tempted to go online and try to put something on or, or throw something up in, a, in the Wonders blog and stuff, but I kind of saved it, and it's a little bit of a digression, but right now I, I've refined my Adam and Eve theory to three people, to three couples. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, because I've actually thought about it and Adam and Eve today. Okay. Well, you know, Hurley throws the idea out there, you know, well, what if this is us time traveling and... And yeah, that's that's a possibility. It's one idea. The casual idea is that it's not necessarily going to be a man and a woman because in this visit to the cave, a lot of the things that were thrown out when Jack first declared who they were weren't mentioned. It wasn't a male and a female. Hurley says it could be us, yeah. meaning I thought even possibly those two. The age he doesn't suggest. It's just we were just back thirty years or forty years. He says we go way back in time. Yeah. So I wonder if they're trying to to kind of get away from that pigeonholing they had of a man and a woman from the sixties. Okay. So with that in mind, I can see them kind of setting up it to be Jack and Sawyer. But I I don't I don't particularly like that idea. It's just something I I could picture. Okay. Uh, so that's my like ten percent. Eh, just maybe slightly stronger. I'll say. The thirty percent theory is that it's it's going to be Sawyer and Juliet, and as as an effort to persuade Sawyer, this man in black will will use have a friend who's the reincarnated Juliet, the way we've seen Man in Black and and Claire are friends and okay. But just as Claire seems to have been able to maintain some of her personality and independence and such, she's she's not entirely. Uh, smoke monster. She's friendly to Jin, and she's she's single minded of a purpose here to get her baby back. Yeah, that perhaps somehow Juliet's able to override it, and in some sacrifice, she 
replaces the black. Sawyer decides he will replace Jacob and be the white, and they will be the black and white in the cave, somehow go back uh, to a prior time yeah. to kind of predate it. It's, eh, it's my the, couple. The ebony and ivory of the island. Yes. The Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. Yes, yes. But my my absolute strongest belief is it's the Quans, the single Ooh. name on the wall, mm-hmm. the couple jointly touched by Jacob, and that they will not only be the candidate to replace the one, but the other. Ah, oh, okay. And I think it would be Jin who would be the white, and Sun who would be the dark, just from the the different personalities and character development we've seen, and who skipped who to wear and all. When I was thinking about who was where, it made more sense for Jin to be the white and Sun to somehow be affiliated with the man in black. But yeah, I just I have a feeling that's my strongest, my sixty percent feeling that it's going to be the Quans. And it, it, there's the quote that Jacob said to him then when he touched them both, you know, nothing can tear them apart or, or however it was. And I like that. it seems their destiny to be together. And the fact that only one name was up there, and Man in Black says. I'm not sure which one it is. I'm wondering if somehow that that's their fate. Yeah, I like that. I really do. Mine's going to sound really lame now. As you were saying that, one popped into my head. Okay. It could be Claire and the fake lock, the, the dastardly trio that were sent back and sworn to never enter humanity again and they die in a cave. Or going along the lines of... I'm going to call him Smokey because I'm getting fed up with calling him Flock and Fake Lock and all that. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe one of the bodies is the original body of Smokey, his original body that he occupied before he was, I don't know, possessed or sent into this Smokey form. Uh, maybe like, spiritually removed from the body. And it's like it, the black smoke is like his soul that is wandering around the island. Um mm-hmm. The the female body could possibly be his lover that was that he always wanted to be with, or it could have been a fight between the two, uh, the uh, Smokey and Jacob. I'm forgetting all their names at the moment. Sorry. It could be Claire. It could be Claire if she turns to the light side when she finds out that he's been lying to her, because apparently he told her that the others had her baby. Yeah. So she might snap and when she realizes that that's not the truth. I, I did actually think that when you were talking about, uh, I think, Claire, I think it was. But anyway, I um, what mm-hmm. I'm thinking is this long-going battle between Jacob and Smokey. Somewhere along the line, maybe the lover was killed. A bit, a bit like The Mummy Returns. You ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Where you have have the, the mummy trying to bring back his lover. Yeah. Uh, Something along that sort of line, I suppose. Uh, Smokey's really peed off with Jacob about it, as you would be. Maybe that's why he saw the child with blood on his hands as well. Hmm. It's not a very well thought out thing. It just popped into my head. Oh, it could be him and his his chick on the island, and he always wants to be. He wants to get back to a time where she was alive. He wants to go home. Yeah, it could be that he wants to be back with her. In one form or another. But we haven't seen... Because he did say he lost someone he loved, and he he knew pain and loss and love and yeah. betrayal. Well, that's the one I'm going to go with for, for now, anyway. I don't mind the uh, the Smokey and Claire. I like the idea of that, but I don't think 
as it is at the moment, they, they look as thick as thieves at the moment. I don't think that it's going to stay that way. What about Jack and Claire? Since it's been made clear to us that she's been infected with the dark side and Jacob is looking to get Jack. Mm. And he could be the good in the good influence in her husband. Yeah, it's a, they have a strange dynamic. Like he learned that she was his sister when he got off the island. Yeah, they haven't actually met together as brother and sister or half brother, half sister, have they? No. But he knows it now. He has three years to know it. He knows he's related to Aaron. It, there's a strangeness there that it just seems like he should want to find her as badly as as Kate does. Mm. He seems entirely unconcerned about his sister, half-sister, whatever she is. Yeah. And especially in this sense of having a, um, a renewed view of the island and his purpose and his meaning to be there. And Yeah, know. he seems to be going through a bit of a change at the moment. I know Jacob sending him to the lighthouse was supposed to be giving him the reflection that he deserves or that he needs to actually find out his place in this world at the moment. But I, I don't know. I'm, I, that's also one thing that threw me off. You know, when Dogen turned around and said, oh, it happened to your sister. Yes. Naturally, I just went, I haven't seen his sister. But obviously, it's his half-sister. Right. And that's where I, I got a little bit lost at the time. So I did know that he had like a half-sister. Don't worry. <laughs> it's, it's a strange thing. Because, I mean, I, everybody who listens knows I'm a, I'm a big believer of this concept that the Shepherd family is tied to the island more deeply than, than we've seen. Mm. Um, this most recent episode, when Claire refers to Locke as, that's not Locke, that's my friend. Yeah. Uh, that makes me think now that that was definitely the smoke monster in Christian Shepherd's body and in his form. Yeah. And that takes away a lot of the sense that Christian was was returning to the island because of a connection in some sense. He may have just happened to be there. Right, okay. But I still just feel like the there should be some greater weight given to the fact of this this bloodline because it felt like early on it was that but the names Christian, Jack, Aaron, this connection that that it had to stay within Aaron had to stay within the yeah. family. Can I suggest one thing? Sure. Going along the lines of the bloodline running through the shepherds. We, how many shepherds do we actually know? We know in, in on the the son sort of side. We know we know the grandfather. I yes. forget his name at the moment. Who, who seemed aware of a special place and a journey, yeah. and he wanted yes. to escape, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Go someplace um, on adventure. Yeah, you, we know Christian. Next one down. Then mm-hmm. we know Jack. Now we've got this David thrown in there. David and now, what I'm proposing, very slightly, is in one certain timeline. They're all connected to the island. Imagine this. The timeline runs in a straight line. An incident happens. It breaks into two. In one timeline, let's say uh, Jack's granddad, he's affected by the island. He's on the island. In, on the split, it carries on and it carries on to, to Christian Shepherd. Then the timeline splits again. He ends up on the island. And then the original timeline carries on up to Jack, where we have the incident. The timeline splits into two. We have Jack carrying on on his normal life, and we have Jack on the island. So we've got one main timeline. Where Jack's the one called to the island. They've all been called to the island, but something along the line has split the timeline. And now it's split again with with the constant timeline carrying on to David. Hmm. But on the other timeline, he didn't have David and ended up on the island. I don't know if that's... 
makes any sense at all. It makes sense in my head, which is the most important place it should make sense. <laughs> if I know what you mean, in the sense that they've not that they've all been tested, but the island the island is looking for the right shepherd. Yeah. You know, it tried the grandfather. Yeah. It tried the you know and and each time there was an incident. Yeah, not not necessarily which, a bomb, but something to disrupt the timeline. An event. Into two, yeah, into two different places. Imagine like a, a beanstalk, and you have leaves coming off of it, and each leaf mm-hmm. that comes off is a totally different timeline. But it's a shepherd tree. Yes. So each branch is a different generation, but yeah, and it comes to a full stop. That could be. Uh, that, well, yeah. I mean, that, I don't know. Again, that if we can go that route because of the amount of time left. They don't seem to be going into fleshing that out. Well, it, not per se, but we've had, like, like you say, we've had the shepherd time, well, the shepherd family running through this whole show. So what we could have is Jack fixing it on the island. Thus, there's no more splits for his family to have. Thus, David won't be born, but then he won't end up going to the island. Right. I think we might actually see, probably won't, but maybe in the alternate timeline, David getting drawn there somehow. Right, Jacob comes to. He touches David. That could be. That could definitely be. I know the I know the island's underwater, but it doesn't have to be that island, does it? Right. It could be a presence of such. Right. I mean, we're seeing that the the key players are still in existence in this alternate this flash sideways. Hmm. There still is a Dog Dogan. Dogan. <laughs> there still is Dogan and Ben Linus and all them. They they still exist. Yes. So. What do you think about this idea of Hawking saying Jack needed to have Locke there as a surrogate for his father? Yes, that's to to reproduce the conditions, but that's also what the man in black needed. Yeah. Mm. So do you think perhaps she's influenced or advised or directed or serving the smoke monster? In... In a fashion, possibly, because you've got Widmore looking for the island, haven't you? Mm-hmm. He's, I think, proven to be in contact with her. He he knows and her address. He knows where, where to find her. Why do you think the smoke monster stopped Kimi and Widmore's men? Wouldn't that have, have uh, mm. stopped all the candidates as well? Maybe that was just too much disruption to the plan that they've been playing out i don't know that they were there to actually wipe everyone out really weren't they yes to grab ben linus but to also wipe everyone out possibly removing john Locke. so then well he needed linus he needed linus to kill jacob so the ah yeah so that could be you know we've talked before about ben serving the man in black thinking it was jacob yeah and and we've talked a couple times about john Locke's not the loophole Ben Linus is the loophole. No, I totally agree with you on that. Ben Linus was the loophole because he was healed in the temple and thus he was the only person that could be the knife against uh, Jacob. Right. So, it, But it's not – I'll throw this out there. It's not that Ben was serving the smoke monster because people say, well, you know, then why could he summon it all? It's that the smoke monster was protecting this knife at all costs. So the reason yeah. he allowed – Ben Linus to summon him in times of trouble, you know, like Jimmy Olsen getting the little Superman summoning ring <laughs> is because he needed that knife to stay on Island and safe till he could be used against Jacob. Yeah. He was there protecting him all the time. He could summon him, but he couldn't control him. Right. So it's not about 
the elimination of the candidates. It was about the protection of Ben Linus and, and not mm. allowing Kimi to take him and Widmore to have him. Yeah. That's very cool. I like that. And then you go to the fact that Ben goes to be judged. He goes and he sees Alex or he see, you know, the smoke monster comes out in the form of Alex. And, and what does she actually say? She says, you must don't hurt John Locke. Yeah. He persuades him to, to follow him no matter what. Do his bidding. Mm-hmm. You're his lackey, basically. Because he knew that he was the smoke monster at the time. And he knew, yeah, because John Locke went to find a vine to pull him back up, didn't he? From the, yes. the depths of the, the temple or wherever it was. Mm-hmm. Must be in the surrounding edges of the temple then. Mm. But but he went to go take the, the other form. So I would say Alana's is not right then about him not being able to take a different form. <laughs> I'm still of the opinion of now that they've removed Jacob... The power has swung to him, so now he has to stay in that form. I can see that. Or I could, I'm trying to think if he did anything, if he ever had physical contact with someone in another form. You know, as Alex or as Yemi or Christian Shepherd, he never... Didn't he say to John, like John said, help me, and he said, that's not the way it works. I can't do that. Yeah. So maybe he couldn't physically interact with things until he chose one body, and then when he chose Locke's body, that was it now. Ah, I like that. Did we ever see Yemi touch Echo? I don't think we did, did we? No, the only one is possibly Christian Shepherd, but for some reason I think we all were saying he seemed kind of like a ghost because he, he couldn't help John. And it was, would he not? Could he not? Was he not allowed to? Was he physically not able to? Mm. So I would go that route. I would say that now he chose to have a physical effect on the environment, be able to, to be tangible. Now he's stuck. I like that as well. Wow, we're doing good tonight. <laughs> we're on a roll. I'm just just trying to draw. I seem to remember Yemi touching Echo's shoulder, though. I'm not too sure when he was actually in the um, the hatch itself. When he was turning around and saying, "Oh, the work being done here is is good." He may have. I don't know. But then again, killing Echo might have null and voided that. Yep, or he may have touched him, but it it may have been half smoke monster. You know, like his. Because he did kind of confront Echo as a smoke monster a couple times. It could be like a he didn't touch him very much. Do, do you remember playing in the playground and playing tag or it, and mm-hmm. people would just touch yeah. him? No, no, it was a skim. Phantom touch, like, yeah, yeah, not a real touch. Maybe it's one of them, or I'd fain heights on. Can't get me. Do you, Do you have any thoughts on who David's mother is? They seem to be going out of their way not to have her be seen yet um it could have been something as simple as a photograph and they could have shown it was the same woman who played uh on boston legal and i can't remember her name but she played julie bowen and she was on ed she was pregnant in the real timeline right because she was pregnant in real life but um of someone else's child we all assume could she, it be juliet it could be going dutch or whatever it was that she turned around and said i don't know she went she's I would want to see her with Sawyer. But he, she looked very much like Sarah as well, though, didn't she? Or it was, it was pointing in that direction yeah. that she looked very much like Sarah. Didn't Ben say that to him once as well? He said that to Jack. I think so. I think that was in the cage match episodes anyway. I mean, if they bring in a new person, what if it's Alana? Ooh. Ooh, I'll go that route. <laughs> because that would be a, strong, a person strong enough to deal with Jack. And to be taking these trips on their own. I said to Marianne, though, all right, your husband's father has just died. Your son has got to try out for some private 
boarding school music thing. Mm. Um, all these all these major things going on, and you're not there. So you must either be very important, very busy, or it's just you know they really don't want to have her involved. But I'll, I'll suggest it's Alana because since especially since we've seen Dogen in this reality, mm. that she's kind of destined to be watching one of the candidates. Do you reckon this Dogen, he said that he was brought to the island a very long time ago. Is is he under the influence of, say, uh, Richard Alpert? He he never uh, seems to age. Is he another one of these guys that never ages? And maybe Alana is one of these people that never age. I think she spoke the Latin, so yeah, I could see that. It was strange, though. Jacob met her in a hospital, right? Like a burn recovery unit or something. Or yeah, we've got no timeline of when that was, where that was. That could we we never know. That that could actually. Wonder if that's due to happen. Well, let, let's go that route for a second. What what things do you expect we're still going to see? Like, for example, we still expect to see Richard Albert's story, who he is, what his connection, how he got connected to everybody. I'm hoping so. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of things that we talked about that we'd like to see that we're probably not going to get now. It's just enough time, but yeah, I'd rather see a, a black rock story than Richard Albert's story. And I think that would be entwined with that. And she may be part of that group as well. She may have been on the ship. Okay. Like this whole Annie thing. I don't think we're going to get that at all anymore. That's done. No, that's gone. Widmore hasn't come up at all yet. We're a third of the way into the season. Are we we're that far into it already? Yes. Yeah, um, episode six. Yep. Oh, no. How many episodes? There's, there's 18 hours. There's a, a double episode at the very end, isn't there? So. I think so, yeah. Oh. See, I remember thinking, too, that Hurley's father, or I think you and I talked once that Hurley's father possibly had worked, he had been a workman on the island or something, because he had that, he disappeared for a long time. Mm-hmm. Hurley's special. You wonder what makes Hurley special. But I don't know. I I have a feeling that we're just going to be left to think that these others are others. And other than Richard, that's... That's the only special backstory we might get. Or I don't mind that, though, because it's true to life, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard other people, namely uh, Donald Jr., turn around and say that he's quite happy that the John Locke is actually dead and, you know, just deal with it, people. He's dead. Mm-hmm. I'm quite happy with that, to be honest, because sometimes you do really well in your life and then crap happens and you don't get to finish it. That's... That's just the way things are. And I like that they're actually bringing that into this. It, it, even like the Annie stuff. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It serves a purpose at the time. We're wondering about it. But sometimes you don't actually find out that sort of stuff. It, when you look at the, the, the whole thing on six seasons, it's just another little thing that sends you through the actual timeline. And it's nice as it happens. It doesn't really mean anything to the main story. But it's just adding a bit of flesh onto the bones. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, do you think we're going to get more about Kate, or do you think that Kate's significance overall? I mean, off island or on island? Sorry, all around. When you think about Claire said to Jen, if she finds out that Kate raised Aaron, she'll kill her. Yeah, right. Well, now in this other timeline, we've had kind of a foil to that. We've had Kate helping uh, Claire. In, in a very ironic way that if Claire were to turn around and kill her, you know, wow, you know, <laughs> it's total opposite behavior toward each other. Yeah. She's not on the wall as a candidate. She's not tied to any of the men anymore. No. Her flash sideways path just... She almost walked off into the sunset, didn't she? Yeah. 
Yeah, and and in, there was the the talk in the summer that you know perhaps she didn't kill her father; she killed someone else. Mm-hmm. It may be that that her character has just been reduced to someone who was used to develop other characters. Uh, off island, I I believe I wouldn't be disappointed if that was it for her off island. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, take my credit card. Okay, fine, and then you just carry on the next chapter of your, of your life. Mm-hmm. I can't see her actually dropping into anyone else's life at the moment, apart from maybe Jack along the way because she seems to recognise him. Yeah, but then you've got to tie them two up somehow. On island, she's desperately seeking Claire at the moment. I, I'm looking forward to how that's going to plan out. I'm wondering if they're. She she wasn't heading back to the temple, though. She was heading to the beach, wasn't she? I wonder if she's going to meet someone at the beach and then be reverted back to the, back to the temple. Because a, the, a lot of our characters are away from the temple and there's a lot of you know, BS going to go down there right now, isn't there? Right. Well, Jack told her that she wasn't at the beach, but I guess that's where she was still going to go. You, you have to figure that they're not all going to survive. And so one of the prime candidates right now to me of... Actually, the number one candidate to die is Kate. I mean, okay. her character's run its course. She's got no ties to anyone. I picture her going going to Claire and, and uh, being killed. <laughs> I don't even picture it being like a, a exciting cat fight kind of thing. I picture it being almost like an ambush. Oh, there's got to be some mud involved. We need another Kate-Juliet fight, <laughs> don't we? we? We got rough and ready Claire at the moment. We need something of a cat fight at least, please. I'm I'm praying for rain. It will rain, <laughs> and there, there'll be a big muddy puddle, and they'll fall in it. Oh, oh! Don't pull me this way, and oh, it'd be brilliant. It'd be wonderful. I'm pleased Sawyer didn't really care about Kate. wasn't there wasn't going to help her. Didn't really care what she did. didn't didn't turn to her in his moment of grief. Jack seemed to definitely have feelings still, which I thought that was we didn't need that. But you know, as he stopped and Hurley's like, dude, she's not invited. We don't need the start of that relationship again. So do you think she'd actually be killed off if she actually comes across Claire then? I know Jin has sent Claire off on a wild goose chase, but then as soon as Claire and Kate meet up, she's going to be like, yeah, I've got your baby. Yeah, I think... She's going to be all confused and, oh, throw an axe in her. Yeah, I think it'll be an ambush of sorts. Kate will be caught totally off guard. Hmm, interesting. (laughs) Right, one thing that I wasn't too impressed with this episode, I... I really, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But there was two instances, it, we all know it's ending. It's like the characters know it's ending as well. Hurley walking through the, the jungle with Jack saying, oh, it's like old times, isn't it? Yeah. It's as if they're tying off the knots and don't do that. You know, continue as if you think it's going to continue. But it just just seemed a bit lame, to be honest. Oh, I remember when we went out hunting for boar and, you know, I remember when we got dynamite from the Black Rock and walked up to the hatch and, oh, do you remember when I found the numbers on the hatch? No, I don't want that. I want solid conversation and mythology and stuff like that. Yeah, I thought his attention should have been more to the fact that his lottery ticket numbers were <laughs> the numbers not crossed out on the wheel. Yeah. Or as much as, as Jack was shocked to see his name there, Hurley should have been shocked. Yeah, he hasn't shown any. And I'm still not happy with this this explanation of the numbers. It's just, it makes sense, I guess, in a way, why the numbers were paired with the names and all that stuff. But Why it, would the numbers be written in two positions? We got them in, in the cave, which Smokey turned around and said, oh, this is Jacob's cave, mm-hmm. which I think is BS straight away. I think that's his cave. 
and then you've got a lighthouse, light and dark, but you've got the lighthouse with the num uh, the numbers and the names as well. Why, if th- this seems to be the two sides of everything, they're crossing off people as they take them out mm-hmm. from their own uh, perspective. If it was just one person's lighthouse and the same person's cave, then surely it'd just be written in one place or maybe on a post-it note somewhere. I'm not too sure. But I don't think they'll spend all that time writing it in a cave and then transferring it all the way over into a lighthouse somewhere up on the island, which we've never seen. I think we mentioned once before, or I might have brought it up somewhere, that I feel like that there are two people who were supposed to be working together towards something, and the man in black is just, he's done with it. And Jacob won't let it go. Because remember when we first met them, and uh, man in black says, I wonder how they found the island. You brought them here, didn't you? And he's like, oh, it always ends the same. Like, what? we're going to go through this again? So maybe mm-hmm. at one point they were working together trying to find the worthwhile... The worthy, the chosen, the 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 ones the that would set them free, right? Someone who could take their place and set them free. Like Desmond was always looking for the replacement for the uh, the Swan Station. Yeah, there's a you know there's a science fiction uh, theme, and there's specific movies and shows that I'm forgetting at the moment, but you might th- be able to think of an example of where you have the the alien being or someone who who tries to trick someone into being their replacement. Uh, Indiana Jones, the, the guard, um, the last Indiana Jones movie with the one with the aliens. No, the, the last real Indiana Jones movie. Oh, okay. Fair enough. With the father, with Sean Connery, where they go to find the grail. And when you find the grail, it's like, and now you must guard the grail against someone else. Yeah. Remember the night is set free. Like it's that same kind of thing. And I, I have a sense that at one point, long ago, they worked together, maybe unwillingly, they were both designated to this task, and the man in black is just like, I'm just sick of it. I want to be done. I want to go home. This is a waste of time. None of them are worthy. Mm-hmm. And Jacob was like, no, let's just try another batch. Let's just try another batch. Wow. So that could be why there's you know, multiple locations. Cause, there can't know, be more than 300, 360 candidates. Unless they replace them. They re- reset every once in a while. Yeah. They, they come along with a new lighthouse wheel and slot it on there. Now, the direction was to turn to 108. And yes. there's a screen cap available that shows who was written at 108 degrees. It's someone with the name Wallace, but they're crossed out. Now, one, one bit of thing that I have seen, just because you can't avoid it on Twitter, is you know people are saying, who's Wallace? Who do you think Wallace is? I'm inclined to think that there was no significance to the 108th person other than it's one of the numbers. Um, Cause apparently, you know, Jacob says to Hurley, yeah, the whole point was to get Jack to look up his own number. Okay. I don't think that Wallace is who they were summoning. When did they actually make the, uh, the lighthouse point to 108? They never actually No, the, the three things that you saw in the mirror were Sun and Jen's wedding, yep. Sawyer's church and Jack's house. Those are the only images we saw. Right, okay. I recognized uh, Sun and Jin's wedding, and you could see two figures actually standing there as well, couldn't you? Yeah. Well, they're probably just using footage, kind of projecting it on there. But but so I think it never really was ooh, still. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. That's right. They're the actual places where Jacob met them. Yes. So it showed Jack's house. So Jack's met Jacob in his house. Other than... Uh, other than the Apollo bar. 
Unless it's not the shepherd. Unless it's a different shepherd. It could be the other shepherd, couldn't it? It could <gasps> be the boy. Oh, I'm David. Jing- jingles down my back again. Oh, this has gone spooky. Wicked. It could be David Shepherd he's watching. No, it was the house that Jack grew up in. So it could be oh, either yeah. the grandfather or Christian Shepherd. Yeah. Ooh. I would have liked to have known what it was set at before. There's one screen cap that seems to show it pointed at Linus, but I don't know if that was an in progress or where it started. Mm. I don't know. But wouldn't, wouldn't it be cool if we actually see in the alternate timeline we see Jacob coming to the house or walking away from the house of where Jack lives now and his son was there. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? That would, again, give some value to this alternate That would be existence. the extra leaf on, on the branch. Now, what do you think about the fact that Jack seems to... Again, we had these like twinges of, you know, when did I have my appendix out? Or mm. you know, these strange things, the sense of familiarity and and that something's not right before the season started we talked about how that might be you know one way they would go with this flash sideways but jack seems to be the only one doing it at the moment yeah yeah. um i i take that as a little bit of deja vu a bit of oh i i don't remember that do you remember uh when we was last recording i i mentioned something about walking into a room you're forgetting something you walk out of the room, and then you remember it, and then you walk back into the room to pick up what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something like that. You know, oh, I, I don't remember again. I've got scars on me, and I don't always remember where I've got them from. Yeah. Not, not appendix scars. No. Well, and he didn't have his appendix out in the other reality. They had uh, to take had, it out on the island. Yeah, they took it out on the island, didn't they? Yeah, so he never had it out when he was seven. Yeah, but things are slightly different, though, aren't they? They, right. they can happen in a different order. They do happen. The universe is a way of course correcting, so it will happen, but just in a different order. Yeah, I still have a problem with that whole idea because it implies some events are more important than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Because if you let's say you're supposed to spill your drink, and so you don't spill the drink, well, there's a whole bunch of events seconds before and after the drink spills. You getting up, yeah. you walking to get the paper towels that that don't happen. Mm. When you, whenever you get deja vu, what do you do? Uh, Just a real life question. I stop. You probably cock my head to the side. Do <laughs> a double look left. at something. You know, like I'll I'll look twice at something. Yeah. And then I usually dismiss it as as I'm probably wrong. Yeah, I I sometimes sit there quietly. Mm, okay, I don't really like this because I find it freaky. And other times I just wave my hands in the air because I don't remember doing this. <laughs> just to get it out. I didn't do this in the last one, so. I, I, I find it creepy sometimes. Especially when you're talking and you find yourself, I remember saying this, you did that, didn't you? I didn't do this. Yep, you try to vary that, mix it yeah. up. I will yeah. not repeat history. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm creating timelines as I go along. <laughs> but even that, like if if everything is destined, if, if things will course correct, then you, you can't have variations because everything must be made to happen again in some way. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand. Because if you have... Like Charlie dying. Charlie was supposed to die. Okay, well, if Charlie had died the first time, then certain things would and would not have happened. And when he didn't die, they all should have had the same temporal inertia as him dying. You know, there was destined to be another grave on the... You know, 
things would have happened and it, for them for someone to say that the only one of those things that time and fate insists still has to happen is he has to die in some way well yeah no <laughs> i have a problem with that that i mean other than as a a, a piece of fiction as an mm. actual like constant of the universe you know the ripples made when desmond throws his ring in in the water and the effect they have on ocean currents and fish and all that stuff. Yeah. They're just as important as the dramatic event of him throwing the ring or not mm-hmm. marrying Penny. So I, that's my, my stick with this thing. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, we also found out on the actual, uh, sorry, on the actual lighthouse itself, we had uh, Kate Austin or Austin as number 51. Right. I don't know if that's the same spelling. Is it slightly different? I think, isn't she T-I-N? And I, there's a Austin T-E-N on the... Ah. Uh, okay. I've heard there's actually a couple differences, subtle differences between the lists. Like some of the numbers are different and someone's a, a 117 and there are 106 somewhere else. And Oh, what, from the, uh, from the, the cave, cave to the lighthouse? Yeah. And then on the official Lost podcast, someone had asked about Claire's sonogram. And the fact that the date was October 22nd instead of September 22nd. Yeah. And the producer said it was just a prop error. You know, we, we wish we could say it was something who creepy or <laughs> give, give you a clever excuse. But no, it should have said September 22nd. So It's like the creepy woman behind sun in the in the barracks. Yeah. So as much as we say, well, they have to know people are going to nitpick every little detail. Things are obviously still slipping through. Yeah, on on a program like this, they do bloody well to do to get everything almost precise, don't they? Yeah, they, they do pretty and well. On a show that you're not nitpicking on, there's probably tons and tons that you don't actually see. Oh yeah. If you go into IMDb and look at um, the mistakes on movies and stuff like that, there's reams of it. Yeah. Just going through these screen caps that uh, you sent me the link of, of mm-hmm. these uh, the names written on, on the lighthouse. Yeah, we'll put them in the show notes. And I'm just to verify, it is safe. There's no spoilers. As long as you've seen the episode, there's nothing about it. There's no advertisements or anything that you have to worry about. No, no. Um, apart from them looking like a Sharpie written on the, the, the lighthouse... Uh, there's a screen cap, I think picture 29 of the 45 there. Mm-hmm. Girard looks like it's freshly written on there. I, I thought Shepard looked like it had been written over another name. Oh, I'm trying to find that. Uh, that would... Yeah, uh, picture number 30 of 45. Yeah, when I say that it's safe to go here, these, these screen caps are on the Get Lost podcast uh, website. So as long as you stay on the link we send, you can go forward and backward and go through 45 screen caps from the the actual episode. Um, if you click on the getlostpodcast.com logo, you'll go to the main page. And I, I can't say what will be on there by the time you go and click. So, uh, But the screen caps themselves, you can go forward and backward among the 45 with no problem. Yeah, Shepard looks freshly written as well. I get what you mean about it. It looks like it's written over somewhere, but... It probably was just written over for... Let's make sure we get this clear and visible on the yeah. on the picture. Because screen cap is completely different than the two-second pass they <laughs> they make, the three frames it was in the actual episode. No, that's right, yeah. yeah. You're getting a lot of detail in these pictures. Yeah. 
Oh, just just a little note there. Yeah. Well, so we've kind of informally gone through the episode, you know, just just to make sure we didn't miss anything. In the off island stuff, you've got the big thing is is the boy. We don't know who the mother is. We do see uh, some positive things from Jack. Jack makes an effort to to really reconcile with his son, and it does seem by the end of the Flash Sideways that that he's taken a step toward going a different path in his relationship with David than Christian yeah. did with him. Turning down a drink as well at his mother's. Did you see the McCutcheons yes. on the side as well? Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, this idea that the body is missing, he's been told to let go at least two or three times so far in this Flash Sideways. Now, certainly you can't just not worry about your father's missing body. Mm-hmm. But they said they think it went rounded through this other country, blah, blah. So it's not like it never existed. It sounds like it may be something where they're going to go the route that he's going to demonstrate that he's not going to let it obsess. It's not going to be an obsession for him. He's going <laughs> to sue Oceanic and, <laughs> and go about his business. Yeah. Am, am I right in thinking they've already had the funeral for Christian Shepherd though? It sounded like it. It sounded like they had to move on. It's it's kind of a recurring... They've had they've had the service, but yet they haven't actually put the body in the ground yet, have they? Right. Mm. And I, I don't know why Jack would have missed whatever David was crying at. Was, remember, uh, the grandmother says he was very upset? Yep. And Jack said, oh, he didn't know. Mm, I don't know. I, I'm trying to recall it as we speak. Yeah. Uh, no, I've drawn a blank. Well... <laughs> That's right. But I think in, as far as the Flash Sideways go, we've pretty much covered all the key parts of that. Uh, yeah. On Island, there's something strange with Miles. He's he's out of the loop in a way that I didn't expect. I thought, especially if season five, they kind of had started to build a connection between him and Hurley. Mm-hmm. And they're still they're playing games or having friends. But there's something about the condition of Jacob that Miles is is not able to interact and God, there's so many dead people on the island how was well, he not getting more information doesn't miles need the body there no one's seen uh jager's body it's been burned and turned into ash isn't it so he he can't come in contact that's with, true that that's the difference with, with miles he needs the, the body there to find out the last moments of what went through the, the mind of the the body hurley just sees dead people yeah that's true. It just seems like they're, they're weeding out Miles. They had him beaten up in, in the first episode. Now now he's playing tic-tac-toe and going, yeah, okay. He had, I think, one line. And now we know something's going to happen towards the temple very, very soon. It just seems like he's skating on thin ice at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I... Unless, unless uh, Smokey recruits him, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe to find... Other doors in which he can take over the island through old souls or old old bodies. Could be. Well, he was attempted to be dissuaded from going to the island by Alana, right? Alana, yeah. and, or was it Bram? Maybe it was just it was Bram. Bram. But he went and said, "You don't have to go," right? Yeah, he did tell him not to go on the trip. Yeah, they pulled up next to him, offering him. Didn't they offer him more money? Or yeah, they said, "You know, join the right side." I'm trying to remember that as well now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they tried to persuade him to either join sides or just not go to the island at all. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems to be withering off. Yeah. We also saw uh, Jacob in the actual temple itself, or the spirit of Jacob, the one that Hurley can see. He was right. 
fooling around in the water, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. His water? Are we certain that the the water turned murky when he died? Well, they, it had to have happened fairly recently because they seemed surprised to learn yeah. that it was cloudy. And then he gave instructions for Hurley to get Jack to the, the lighthouse. See, it, I don't know. It's I understand it's just a story. Hurley should have asked Jacob, <laughs> what should we do with Saeed? <laughs> you know, they're saying he's possessed. They wanted Jack to kill him. Should we be afraid of him? Should we not? Like, it's one one negative about Hurley's character is he's he is just a, like a follower. And for as much as people were saying, I remember even I said he he seemed like someone who could be the new Jacob because he was yeah had this power and all. Jacob even says to him, you know, some people you can just get in the car and say, hey, do this, and they do it. Some people you need to have them find it on their own. And it, when you talk about somebody that way, usually it's kind of a, a negative. It's a disparaging remark that, you know, Hurley has no will of his own. He just, just does whatever he's told. So he might be mm. powerful, but he's not a leader. I don't know. I don't know. I don't mm. Although I give him credit because he, he didn't want to get Jack. He was going through the temple on his own and... Jacob's like, you're not doing what I told you to do. Go back and get Jack. Yeah, he he just wanted to carry on, didn't he? Yeah. Well, we had to get Jack away from the temple. Well, he he didn't want to bring. He didn't think Jack would want to come, so he thought he was just going to go and change the lighthouse for him, for Jacob, not realizing that that was never the plan. Yeah. I do think we've kind of gotten through the whole the whole episode pretty well. Is there anything else about it that you uh, you feel like we should add in? Uh, I'm. I'm curious as to what Jack's role is going to be from now on. I I loved all the Claire stuff. Can we right, let's let's talk about the Claire stuff? All right. She mentioned her friend, didn't mm-hmm. she? Now I'm guessing that oh she was with her dad and then the friend. Does she know that her dad was Smokey, or we're, we're assuming was Smokey, and then has changed into the Lock situation? I guess so, since she knows it's not John. Unless she doesn't see him that way. Yeah. She, she, well, she seemed very angry as well, didn't she? Towards uh, Wald... No, not Waldo, was it? Uh, Justin. Justin, that's it. Seems very angry towards him. They obviously have... Well, she mentioned that they captured her, tortured her very much like Daniel Russo did on... Well, they tortured her like Saeed. They did with yeah. the scar and all that. Hmm. Now, why is Juliet branded? Oh, that was... She's branded for strange, killing Pickett. Strange but, man. I mean, in this case, the brand looked very much like Claire's. I'd have to look for a screen cap of that. Yeah. That's such a weird thing. The others, they they have some very antisocial is probably the best way to put it, practices for being such an evolved people. They do a lot of things that you go, wow, really? That's Those aren't the good guys well, that do that. That stands out right, though, doesn't it? Because... We were told way back in season three that Jacob doesn't like technology. He doesn't like torches. Mm-hmm. So that would fit into that subconsciousness, surely. Yeah. The way they do things, it's all very old school. So why not just continue it like that? You know, they're living quite rough as well. They're wearing very old clothes. They're branding people that they, they want to mark. So maybe they come across them later. They can look at their shoulder, look on their stomach and go, oh, right, he's got a brand on him. Let's stay away from him. Maybe they're just marking them. Well, I guess they can't kill them because it's not like well they they kill other people. <laughs> that's yeah, it's a strange thing. Yeah, but I I enjoyed all that stuff. I liked the way that Jin looked really scared at times. He you saw him think about loosening uh, Justin's ropes off yep. as well. He looked like he was just about to get up and do it, 
And then Claire came back in. She was dropping some stuff into water as well. And she also mentioned that infection will kill you on the island. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a, a play on words there, to be honest. But yeah, I, I loved... The, the episode really picked up when we saw uh, Smokey come in. He's, he's got such a presence, that guy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, he just walked in. He didn't say... Did he say anything? He, I think he asked if he was interrupting anything. Oh, that's it, yeah. But that was, that was the only words, and he just smiled. And, wow. That's it. Brilliant. Lost. Way. <laughs> well, it sounds like Jin's plan is to lead Claire back to the temple for to get reinforcements, basically, knowing he can't stop her on his own, especially the way he is now. Well, I'm, I'm not too sure. He just, I don't know why he changed his mind so swiftly. Well, he said he knows a secret way to get in, right? So he's going to try to bring Is her he? in. That's, well, no, I don't think he does, but he said he's going to bring her back. Well, oh, no, he knows he knows the um, the, the crack in the wall, doesn't he, where Monton is? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's his way in. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Claire's fake baby? Oh, that was free. I thought she was going to have the Annie doll. Yeah, the uh, the Russo dolls. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was expecting that as well. And the picture I was looking on it, it, it wasn't the best, but I could make out a skull there and yeah, like an animal, bits. some sort of animal yeah. thing. But it's, it's really weird that she doesn't have any uh, perception of time passing. She still seems to think that it's only been a couple of days or uh, maybe a year, and she still is interpreting the baby as a baby because mm-hmm. she she doesn't know how long ago people have been gone or. She doesn't understand that the fact that Aaron would be yay high and three years old. I don't remember if I mentioned it to you or to my wife, but I, and it's it's a minor minor thing. But just you know, I don't think Jin should know how long they've been gone. He knows three years went by in Dharmaville, and they yeah. flashed forward. But I don't know how he could know where he flashed forward to. It could be two thousand ten. It could be two thousand five. It could be. Any time after the uh, the swan hatch imploded. Didn't he say we're back? He actually turned around and said, I think we're back. But he, was, he was never on the island in uh, 2006, 2007, 2008. He, he was on the freighter in January 2005, blown into the water and washed ashore in the 70s. So if he yeah. thought he went back, then he would be back to to the time he flashed away from, the freighter time. That, that was just a minor little thing. Like, those guys came back, and to me, none of them should have had a sense of it being that the freighter was gone, that Kimi's people were gone and all that stuff. Fair enough. It's Well, no, I can say we know that they were the boat blew up, but to know that it's three years later... Um, it's very hard to judge from his situation, isn't it? Yeah, her, um, he was flashing all over the place. He, he came up... He flashed from present day to Daniel Russo's time, which was very early 80s, wasn't right. it? Then he flashed and found Russo again, mm-hmm. and then he flashed again. And Yeah, the people who were... In I mean, even Sawyer. Sawyer was in the Ajira 316 time because he's on the little, little boat getting shot at. Yeah. Um, but he was only there for, for a moment. Or, you know, like That's a, one scene. Will we ever see that scene played out again? I know we've seen the boats, but I don't think we've seen anybody go on that route. So, Is anyone left on the other island? All the other passengers from 316 were over there, weren't they? But everyone else, well, Sun, Linus, 
and everyone very important to us came over, didn't they? The Peters. Yeah. You just brought something up though that I want to visit. So we've we've kind of said that Christian Shepherd was appears to have been the smoke monster. Yeah. Christian Shepherd is the one who they see in the cabins, Sun and um, Lapidus. Yes. And he says that the you know Hurley and Jin and Jack and all them are in the seventies. He shows them the picture. Okay. Does he tell them he'll be able to help them get back? What does he say to Sun? He, he turns around and says, "You're going to have to wait a long time." Oh, so to him, it's like they're out of the story now. Like it's, I only have Quan and Lapidus left to worry about. Mm. I thought he had offered her like help, or maybe he just said stick with Ben Linus or something. That I'll have to think about that. I can't remember. I'm sure he offers help. But it's an interesting thing. Like why? He doesn't touch them though, does he? No. He passes them the picture, but that's around about it. Why did they run into him? Why were they there? They knocked out Ben Linus and then took the boat over to the main island because she was looking for Jin. Okay. So basically he might have just been buying time for... This is part of that protecting Ben, like we had said. Yeah. And also... And was he there as Locke at the moment? No, Locke came out of the woods. Yeah, Locke came out of the woods. And that was the episode after, Yeah, okay. Excuse us why we skirt around our brains. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's someone over there going, yeah, I know. There's people doing that with us. If you have all the answers, you can go listen to some other podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to recommend an apotheosis of a bombast, available at (laughs) bombastpodcast.podbean.com. Well, we've been over the episode then. I don't think there's any major points that we've missed out. We've we've covered Dogen being there. No, we did get uh, an email from our friend Anthony from the Scuttercast. Uh, he's actually sent us a couple of emails, and he raises some pretty good points. So it'll take a minute, and we will touch on those. Yeah, he just sent one the other day uh, saying that he's hoping we still get an explanation of the Black Rock coming to the island. And you know, we, we said that, too. We think we're going to have to have a Black Rock episode and get Richard's story. And he kind of reached the same conclusion that we did about about Ben and Smokey and that not so much that Smokey has been protecting Ben all along, but he's in agreement that, that those people that um, we've assumed have been Smokey have been. And I think a big part of it, too, is he hasn't yet seen the lighthouse. So he doesn't know yet we're going to find uh, Claire's confirmation that Christian Shepherd was mm. the, the smoke monster. We had a uh, a very short email from deborah veers i think it is uh, she came from the starbase 66 uh, podcast she said i'm wondering too if jacob had come back in saeed i must say that i had forgotten that ben had been healed in the temple and liked your thoughts on that i think we're we're heading away from that now aren't we that jake jacob has come back in saeed yeah i think saeed is is legitimately tainted yes yeah it's, it's obvious that uh jacob is wandering around he's he's just the sidekick to Hurley at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. Well, we had a couple other emails. Um, our friend Craig Lockley had sent us a couple emails with ideas, and and uh, I've actually been lucky. He's he's actually following me on Twitter now. S H C nineteen seventy is my Twitter account. Elton's is Elton McManus, all one word. So definitely, guys, that's probably one of your best chances to really interact with us and have a, a good lost conversation via direct message or or tweets online and all because one of the things with emails is they're great theories and they're great ideas but they tend to 
be quickly <laughs> outdated as soon as the episode airs. You know, it's, or well, you write to us a lot of times. We write back to you, and we'll we'll have that good conversation. And like, yeah, I think this too. I think that too. But it's not always um, not always good podcasting <laughs> content. Yeah, kind of like uh, kind of like I don't like sitting next to my wife when she's on the phone with a friend, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm going in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> But we do appreciate the emails, and we do try to to uh, at least you know, respond. We're happy to have as many conversations with anyone who wants to um, in email on Twitter or whatnot. So so do yeah. continue to hit us up. Lenore Pates, uh from Brisbane in Australia, she sent us an email with wonderful things about us, and she also mentioned uh, is or oh, she was theorizing that Kate might be the number one hundred eight on Jacob's wall. Now, obviously, we. We've seen Austin written down now. We've also seen Wallace next to 108, so that, that scrubs it out. So we mm-hmm. do read them, but sometimes by the time we actually record it, it's all null and void, and we don't want to make you look silly and us look silly. Because <laughs> you're wrong, Lenore. No, we... no she's not wrong. Well, yeah, yeah, she is. And But thank you very much. Uh, she also sent us other ways of uh, legally watching Lost, which is awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, yeah, if anyone is having trouble getting a chance to see uh, the episodes before their local time. We're lucky to have some ways for Elton to be able to do that. So definitely let us know and we'll we'll let you know what we know. Uh, And I guess one more email we had gotten from Eileen Patton. Uh, It actually, she brings up a good point in something we haven't talked about. Jacob's List. Okay. Jacob's List from the very uh, beginning. You know, that Shepard wasn't even on Jacob's List is what Pickett says. Yeah. You know, it... I'm not sure if, why that list is different. I'm not sure why that would be the case. Was that uh, Jacob's list in the Onk, though? Would you? Say? No, that's Jacob's list um, way back. Uh, back oh, in yeah. season three. Yeah, it's in season three there. But would maybe he he laminated this other one in the Onk, and it's not final until it's laminated. We all know what? from friends that it's not final until it's laminated. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't know, though, like, why weren't they? If these people were candidates and they picked people out and pulled them into the temple and Cindy's there and the kids are there and, and the others came at night and took people away from Andalusia's camp, like, why? Why weren't – you could say they had growth they needed to go through and change it. You know, Sawyer wasn't ready. Kate wasn't ready. or Well, I'd say the, the – Hurley was. Yeah, the stealing of people from the camp, the children, I understand, because they had fertility problems and they wanted to grow the others, you know, build up their group a little bit. I'm fine with that. I love the old... But doesn't Goodwin say it's a list of good people? Yeah. And Anna Lucia was not on the list because she's not a good person. Yeah. I think Eileen brings up a really good point. So I think that's something we have to, to keep an eye out for. All right. So, uh, overall, I think it was a really good episode, though. I think it was enjoyable, and I'm definitely looking forward to the next one. We'll be back next Saturday with another episode for you guys. If you're not getting enough of your skeleton, as someone (laughs) nicely named us in an email. Yeah, we've been called Skeleton. Awesome. (laughs) We have another podcast that you should go and check out. It's called An Apotheosis of a Bombast. It's about all kinds of random stuff. It's, um, It's always under an hour. It's websites weird news things going on in our lives it's been well received so we're happy to to tell you about it you can find it on itunes or at bombastpodcast 
www.podbean.com. And uh, we're real proud of it. So we hope if you've been listening to us, especially if you hit us through the Lost Podcasting Network, you'll take a, a little bit of time and go over and check it out. Yeah, thank you very much. And thank you to Chris Cheek for the skeleton. <laughs> All right. So I guess we're good for this week's episode. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm happy with that. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. Thank you. And remember, rethinkinglost at gmail.com is our email. We gave you the Twitter accounts. And uh, you know, definitely reach out to us. We're happy to talk about Lost anytime with anybody. Yes, definitely. All right. We'll All talk right. to you soon. Thank you much. Uh, thank you very much, guys. I'll see you later. All right. Bye. Bye.